topics. Uh, is the Bible reliable? On Thursday mornings, I meet up with a couple of men, 8 o'clock in the morning, and we meet for Greek coffee. Um, we read the Bible in Greek and we drink normal coffee, not Greek coffee. Um, and we've been doing that for quite a while now. Last Thursday, um, it's Harry Goodhue. I don't know if many of you know Harry and uh, Gary David from 9 o'clock. So Harry and, Gabe, uh, and Harry, Gary and I were there. Uh, Jim Cox sometimes joins us. But uh, Thursday it was just the three of us. And Harry says, um, so what are you two up to the rest of the week? And Gary says, well, my week's light. I don't have anything else on. And I said, I've got a sermon and it's difficult and I'm struggling with it. And Harry said, what's, this, what's the sermon about? And I said, it's a question. Is the Bible reliable? So Harry smiles and he said, that's an easy sermon. The answer is just yes. So thank you, Harry. That's my sermon. But in a way, this sermon is just that simple. Is the Bible reliable? Can you trust it? The answer is yes. So if you're feeling tired and you want to shut your eyes and listen carefully with your ears... Um, now's the time to do it. You've already heard what I'm going to say. You can trust the Bible. The answer is yes. As religions go, Islam is a collection of teachings on how to live. Buddhism is a collection of teachings on how to live. Hinduism is a collection of teachings on how to live. But Christianity is different. It's not that it doesn't contain teachings, but that's not what it's about at its centre. Christianity at its centre is about a man, Jesus Christ. His coming into the world 2,000 years ago to rescue it by his death and rising again from death to show that his rescue was completed and successful to show that he won. If Jesus didn't live and die and rise, then there is no rescue. We are still in trouble with God for our own sins. So Christianity is historical. It is based on actual events in history and whether they happened, especially the life of Jesus as recorded in the Bible. If the Bible is historically wrong and Jesus did not die and did not rise again, then Christianity is wrong. So it's an important question. Can we trust the Bible? Is the Bible reliable history? So I thought we'd start with what the Bible writers themselves say. Do they think they're writing history or do they think they're just making up stories, writing fiction? As we go through things today, I'm going to focus on Jesus, which means I'm going to be focusing on the part of the Bible that's called the New Testament, especially the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. The writer Luke was an educated man. He was a doctor, which probably makes him really good. And he was a historian. I used to be a doctor, that's the joke there. And he wrote the book we call Luke, and he wrote the second part, which we call Acts. He starts his two volumes with these words. 
most honourable Theophilus, many others have tried to give a report of the things that have happened among us to complete God's plan. What they have written agrees with what we have learned from the people who saw those events from the beginning. They also served God by telling people his message. I studied it all carefully from the beginning. Then I decided to write it down for you in an organised way. I did this so you can be sure that what you have been taught is true. Luke, like the other writers, considers himself writing history, the real events of Jesus' life. He made careful research of people who were eyewitnesses, who actually saw those things, and he produces an orderly record. It's like he's writing a PhD, just like Young and Pei, isn't it? He's writing a very careful history, a biography of Jesus, as Sam taught us a bit earlier. So what do modern historians think? Historians, people experts in history, like it when they've got records of things that happened from more than one source when more than one person wrote, of it, wrote about it and they like it when they wrote really soon after that event because most things from thousands of years ago were written about hundreds of years later and they like it when there's lots of copies of their writing available even today. So historians say that for Jesus there are really a number of independent sources recording the events in Jesus' life. There are the four gospel writers, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, and Matthew and Luke have used parts of Mark. Some part things that they wrote um, were their own learning. Uh, John writes his own thing, but also historians consider Paul teaches us some things about Jesus and Peter and James. And there are other writers outside the Bible, historians, Roman historians and Jewish historians who have also written about Jesus in passing. And they tell us the main events about Jesus, where he lived, when he lived and, that, and how he died and that his believers thought he really rose again. The archaeological evidence, the things that uh, people go and dig up try and see what happened in the past, all that evidence agrees with what the Bible says about places and cultures of various times it writes. Historians consider the New Testament writings were very soon after the events happened, within the lifetime of the people who saw those things. And that is very different to almost everything else we have from 2,000 or more years ago. Most events from back then were recorded many centuries after they happened, but with Jesus it's just a few years to a few decades later. And the New Testament was written in the Greek language and it was written on paper, which is easily damaged by fire or water or it gets lost or it gets torn up. None of the original papers that the original writers wrote on has survived but we have copies. We have many copies. We have three copies of the whole Bible dating from 1,700 years ago. We've got 340 part copies of the Bible, New Testaments or whole books within the Bible, 
whole letters, some of them earlier than the whole Bibles. And we have bits of paper, parchments, scraps I'll call them, single pages of less and some of them are very soon after the original was written. And even today, they are finding about 12 pieces of paper, copies of the Bible every year, written very early on. The Bible's documents are accepted by historians as historically reliable. So is the Bible reliable history? Yes. Harry was right, it just took me longer to say it. So the next question is, is the Bible from God? This may be even more important because this would separate the Bible from every other writing that has ever been. It would make the Bible the book that God wrote. The Bible may be accurate history, but it might be just the writing of men. But if it's from God we can trust it on a different level altogether. So what does the Bible say? The Bible says clearly that it is the word of God. So 2 Timothy 3.16 says this, all scripture is God-breathed. It all comes out of God's mouth as it comes out of the hand of men. And in Peter's second letter, uh, chapter 1 verse 20 says, Peter says, above all, you must understand that no prophecy of scripture came about by the prophet's own understanding of things because prophecy never had its origin in the person. But prophets spoke, even though they were human, they spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. Peter is saying that the Holy Spirit actually co-wrote the whole Bible. But is it? The Bible says it, but is it written by God? How could we know other than just the Bible says it is? What could God write in the Bible that would show that he wrote it? Could he actually put something into the Bible that would prove that he wrote it, that we could know it was really from, from him? Someone was telling me this morning, oh, Jenny was telling me she lost her Google email password so while she was overseas she couldn't check her email. If I'm using my home computer, I'm fine because it automatically puts the password in. But if I go somewhere else, I'm in trouble. I don't know my password. And then Google will say to me, what's the name of your first car? Uh, what's the name of your first pet? And I won't tell you what they are, but I know those answers. Only I know those answers, I think. I've got my sister here, maybe she knows. She could break in. Google needs to know that it's just me, so it asks me questions that I've set up so that it can be confident that it's me asking to change my password. So what could God say that was so unique that only God could say it? Something we would say, oh, that means it's really God. I think we get a clue in Isaiah. I'm going to read from Isaiah 46, 9 and 10. It goes like this. I am God. There is none like me. I declare the end from the beginning. And from old times, things not yet happened. 
God tells us what makes him and his words unique. He can declare the end from the beginning. He says he does declare the end from the beginning. It's as if all of history is in front of him all at the same time and he can see how it starts and he can see how it ends. And he can tell us and does tell us what will happen in the future from back here where we are. So God and only God can declare, can say what will happen in the future. As humans, we can make guesses and sometimes we're right and sometimes we're wrong. We can make calculations. We can calculate when the sun will come up tomorrow morning and it will be pretty accurate. We can calculate what the weather will be next week and it will be roughly accurate. But prophecy, true prophecy, is unique to God. It would prove God said those words. Many times the Bible says that we can know if someone is writing God's words because what they say comes true. Otherwise, the Old Testament says, stone them to death as a liar. I found six times in the Old Testament that God says, we can know if someone speaks words from God because what they say will happen. Their prophecies will come true. So we're supposed to judge words by prophecy. God wants us to. If it comes true, then you know it's from God and you know you can accept that person's words. If it doesn't come true, then you know that person's not from God and you can reject them. These days we don't tend to stone them. Now that's probably a good thing. The Bible has hundreds if not thousands of prophecies but we're going to look at just one key prophecy today. The Old Testament prophesies that Jesus would die and rise again and go up to God as a man. Isaiah 53 Daniel 7, they're worth reading about this. They talk about Jesus being uh, suffering, being abused and dying and then God giving him life and glory and good things. Not only the Old Testament but, but Jesus himself says this. The Gospel writers record three or four times when Jesus also prophesied his own death and rising on the third day. Jesus is very specific when he would come back to life. So, for instance, in Luke chapter 9 it says, Jesus said, The Son of Man, meaning himself, must suffer many things, be rejected by the elders, chief priests and teachers of the law, and he must be killed. And on the third day, be raised to life. Now Jesus' disciples were not happy when Jesus said these things, when he made these prophecies, but they knew them. Because Luke later records that on the Sunday after Jesus died, he died on the Friday, so the Sunday was the third day, two of his followers, Cleopas and another, were talking about Jesus as they walked on the road and they met a man and were talking to him about it. And Luke 24:21, Cleopas says, but we had hoped that he was the one to rescue Israel. Yes, and besides all this, it is now the third day since all these things happened. 
And earlier he says, are you the only visitor to Jerusalem who does not know these things? Cleopas expected everyone to know about Jesus' death and everyone to know that he was supposed to rise on the third day. He doesn't explain to him this. He expects the man to know about Jesus' prediction, his prophecy of rising again. Jesus prophesies his own death and rising again on the third day after his death. And this was widely known by everyone in and around Jerusalem. It was known by more people than just the twelve. And the amazing thing is, it came true. To predict your own death by execution, well, you might be able to do that if you really annoy the government. But that you will stay dead and rise to life on the third day after your death That's just not impossible. That is crazy. No one can predict this. No one can prophesy this. Yet Jesus' impossible, crazy prophecy came true. Jesus suffered, he was killed and he did rise to life again on the third day. Those two men met Jesus. In fact, the stranger they were talking to was Jesus. They finally realised it after that. It happened just as Jesus had said. If Jesus could be believed in this impossible thing he said, then he can be believed in everything else. If you know the most impossible thing that Jesus said was true, then all the other things are easy to accept. If his prophecies are true, then he is really speaking words from God. So, Jesus quoted from most books of the Old Testament as if they were true and from God. So, if we can believe Jesus because of his prophecy, then we can believe the whole Old Testament. And Jesus told his apostles that when he goes, he will send back his spirit to help them remember and record to tell others about the things he said and did and what happened. So if we can believe Jesus and his prophecy that he would rise after dying, then we can believe the New Testament as well. If we can believe Jesus, and we can because his prophecy happened, then we can believe the Old Testament and we can believe the New Testament. So is the Bible reliable? Yes. Is the Bible from God? Surprisingly, yes. Its prophecy proves it. Does any of this matter? Maybe the Bible's true, maybe it is from God, but so what? Well, if the God who made the universe has spoken to us, maybe we should listen. Of all the words we could listen to in our day, maybe God's words should take priority because it's God who's saying them. And his words in the Bible are wonderful words. There are words, a message of great rescue, of God sending his hero Jesus to save us from what we deserve. That makes God's words in the Bible a message of life and death. They are good news of a rescue by a God who loves us. Words of rescue sending us a hero, Jesus, to save us from our sins to save us from Satan's accusations of us, 
where he accuses us of our sins and saving us from even death itself. The Bible matters so much. It is the only hope we have for life, for true life, with God our loving and generous Father. So the final thing to ask is, do I trust the Bible? Do you trust the Bible? It's historically very reliable and it is from God himself. And it is important. It has words of life, good news of rescue. If I'm honest with myself, the funny thing is there are parts of the Bible I wish were not in there. There are parts of the Bible I disagree with and wish I could change. I think, I think I'm not alone. I think all of us struggle with parts of the Bible in one way or another. We would like it to say what we want it to say. But twisting it is not trusting it. Twisting the Bible is not trusting the Bible. The Old Testament lesson today, I've just got on my phone, from Job chapter 40, it starts off like this. The Lord said to Job, because Job had had a very tough time from God, and he complained, and he argued. And the Lord said to Job, you want to argue with God all-powerful? Do you really? You want to correct me and prove I was wrong? Isaiah says in the last chapter of his book, chapter 66, verses 1 and 2, I've rewritten it in my own words. God says he doesn't need us to make presents from him to impress him. He says, I made everything. What can you make me? Then he says something amazing. This is the one I am impressed with, the one who is humble and contrite of spirit small of spirit and who trembles at my word. God says to impress him, we just need to listen to him properly. If you think about it, that's what Adam and Eve in the garden did not do. That's what Jesus did very well and that's what we need to do. We just need to listen to God properly. Not us deciding what God should say but humbly listening to what he said his loving message of rescue by Jesus. Trusting the Bible is really important and it is trustworthy, but sometimes it's hard to do. So it would be good if we prayed that we would trust it even more than we do. So how about we pray that right now? Pray with me. Father God, when we come to your word, the Bible, help us to realise we are going to hear your words. We are listening to you. May we tremble and have humble hearts. When we come to something we don't like, may it be we that change. Help us to trust your word as we trust you because you've rescued us wonderfully and we know you are always good even when we don't understand it and you always love us even when we don't understand it. We ask, ask this in your son's name. Amen.
Thanks, Joe. Like I said, we're going to have a chance to ask Joe a question from what we've heard today. So maybe.